This is Talking with the Benzies. I'm Kenzie. And I'm Gerald. And this is our first episode. We're actually here. We're ready. We're a little <laughs> nervous. It's going to be a little scrappy. Yeah. But it's going to be good. So, um, kind of the format for every episode is we're going to have a question that we pose to each other that we haven't really done any research on, uh, nothing planned. It's all unscripted. Yep. As natural as possible. And yeah, we're going to take it from there. Um, things that we think are important for us to be talking about, kind of just conversations that we've had that we decided we wanted to actually record because they're important and that we think other people should be having um so kind of controversial maybe it is (laughs) (laughs) we're so controversial (laughs) yeah i think part of the reason is we feel like uh some of the conversations that we are not able to have mean that normally people are now not able able to have because we feel like, oh, if we talk about politics, like, we are going to argue, we are not going to be on the same page. But really, like, conversations like that are supposed or meant to just share ideas and opinions and educate each other. It does not matter what political party you are, but we just want it to make it as comfortable as you can. So I wouldn't want to call it a debate, but just have, <laughs> just have a normal conversations where you can hear the other side and you can share your views on why you support a certain policy or whatever, but just being civil. Yes. Uh, <laughs> being in 2020, we've noticed how far our country has been divided and how difficult it's been to share ideas in a healthy manner. And especially a lot of these conversations are happening over Facebook or other social media. And, uh, you know, we like to blame the younger generation for being (laughs) stuck on their phones and not communicating with other people. But I think every single one of us in every generation has that problem. We've lost the ability to kind of interact face to face and have genuine conversations. Yeah, that's true. Uh, with technology, we have uh, found out that people are more uh, vocal online. Like, we have all these keyboard warriors who can spend the whole Yeah, day like things that you would never say to someone face to face. If you are right? having a conversation with them. So, and that has brought that uh, kind of attitude that when we actually try to have those conversations in person be it at a dinner table or just in your home we carry that same rage from facebook comment section or whatever instagram you're already like anticipating what that person how they're going to respond so already that conversation is not going to go well because i kind of i am expecting what you're going to say your opposition point is this one so i'm going to hit you hard on it (laughs) uh, so then it's not going to be a continuous flow of exchange of information and opinions. And I guess that's why we wanted to keep this unscripted, right? Is like, because in a normal conversation, a normal healthy conversation, uh-huh. you're just sharing ideas. Like, you're just sharing information between the two. Like, you don't have all these links and facts and uh-huh. things saved like you might in a Facebook argument or like a quick Google search, you know, because yeah. you have this this gap of time that you can spend to 
on the comment section or yeah. in a Facebook messenger, you know, and that's, true. that's not realistic and we shouldn't have to feel like, Oh, you, you need to be a Google warrior or, you know, have these degrees or all these facts lined up to have a conversation about someone yeah. with or with someone. Yeah. Cause I think that's the whole point is a normal conversation is not you armed with facts and statistics and, and everything that your, your media of choice has taught you and how to handle those conversations it's just hey like what do you think about this and kind of going from there so as we have these conversations I think you'll see how we might contradict each other or contradict ourselves like kind of Mm -hmm. as we discuss um or change our views or you know we're gonna be wrong and I think that's healthy because we're figuring out how we feel as we talk to each other. Yeah, it's okay to um, interchange your opinion or how you see something in the middle of a conversation or at the end of it. Because what it only shows is you have learned new information whilst yeah. you were talking. And if it changes your view, yeah, it's all right. And also, we want to eliminate um, that culture of, okay, if, if I am a Democrat and you're a Republican, and I'm talking to you, I don't want the other person to think that I want to convert them to be on my party side because that prevents a lot of ideas coming out because already you are like, I don't don't trust what you say because I feel like you want me to be on your side. But really, that's not what this is about. When we make, I mean, in, in general, we want people to be comfortable in such a way that when you vote in your party and I vote in my party. Those policies we're going to vote for, they help you and me, even though we are on different uh, aisles. So we just want people to understand that when we are having these conversations, I am not trying to win you over to come to my side and you are not trying, we're just sharing, hey, I know you believe this, but do you understand that these are the effects that I I can also be in a position where I'm like, oh yeah, I am supporting it. This is what I know. If I learn new information whilst I'm talking to you, it's okay to be like, yeah, previously I thought this was wrong, but now that I have learned this, it's okay for me to say, okay, I'm changing my opinion from what I said before. Now, this is what I think. Because so, everyone has something that you haven't considered, or they yeah. have a new point that you don't have. Yeah, we don't know everything. So, And <laughs> I think our whole goal too, I mean, this is sounding very political, but, I mean, it's two weeks to the election. It's going to be political for <laughs> for a little while. But this applies to everything, right? And and especially with our political opinions, I think we're more about just getting all of America more united, less divisive. It's not even about, like, I'm a Democrat, you're a Republican kind of thing. Yeah. I think every person in every party should learn how to compromise, how to consider other sides, because that's, I think, that's where the answer is, is somewhere in the middle, yep. right? And it's not going to benefit us to be to be arguing for one side, because not one side has it all. And yep. it shouldn't be. And there are different perspectives that we should all consider. So mm-hmm. our goal, I think, overall, is just that you don't necessarily agree with us. We're yeah. not, we're not experts by any means we don't think i mean we might think we're right (laughs) but we We understand that we're not going to be right yeah we are not going to be right and also we are not trying to win 
anyone over yeah. we are not pushing an agenda political agenda or something but it's just something that we feel strongly like these are conversations we should be having and they make an impact on how we as people as society how we shape our society mm-hmm. we need to share those ideas we need to understand how other people see things and how ourselves see because it's gonna take all of us yeah. you know if and it should and it's Politics, conversations, our our social norms, our culture, it affects every single one of us. Yeah. And so, you know, we're here for every single every single one of us in this in this country, yeah. all the citizens, and we want everyone to to benefit from the way that we're trying to shape our culture into a more healthy, productive, united way. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And we welcome you guys thoughts and you know, you can chip in, you can send us a long email. We have time to read them, right? So we <laughs> we welcome all ideas. We do now, all five viewers. <laughs> Hi, Mom. I'm sure Criticism, I'll get an email from them. Whatever you guys can throw at us, we welcome it because yeah. that's the kind of platform we want to have where we are not here to offend anyone and we we hope we won't because we want to hear what you think because we are letting you hear what we think (laughs) and we are not saying hey i we know everything or suggestions that we might make on this podcast (laughs) might not make sense (laughs) to you so we welcome ideas like hey you guys you said this last week and i think you're missing this piece of information that's very welcome you can do that yeah just keep it kind that's all we want with each other and with us (laughs) (laughs) i'm sensitive (laughs) yeah all right. Well, um, there was a, I've been reading a book called, So You Want to Talk About Race by Ijeoma Aluwo. Mm-hmm. Did I say that right? I don't know if she sounds Nigerian. And, uh, I there. practiced this. I wanted to say her <laughs> name right. But, um, she will forgive you. Don't worry. <laughs> she's, she'll never hear this. <laughs> um, but she had this awesome quote that stuck with me that I'm probably going to butcher now but she said something like words are the root of all of our problems and the beginning to our solutions so Sounds about right. I, that's like my mantra for this it's not the end all be all we want actions to follow talking yeah. but first we just got to get talking and got to feel comfortable having these uncomfortable conversations with people yeah so Shall we move on to Yeah, so we're going to get started. Question? Okay. So this first question, I'm going to pose it to you, Gerald. All right. I'm how... <laughs> you better be. Um, how do you talk to your family members about politics? Hmm. Well, um, that was a careful, but it's all right. Thanksgiving is coming <laughs> up. You got to... So right. I'm pretty sure by now you guys have picked out that I... Probably not from the States, right? But <laughs> one thing I can say about politics is it's the same wherever you go. People get too attached to their political party. And in my family, I experienced the same thing. So this is what happened uh, with my family. Initially, uh, my dad was belonged to a certain political party and we I personally belong to the opposition party. And those uh, those conversations were really difficult to initiate at first. 
with your soft spoken yeah with kind, my soft spoken kind father and, yeah he <laughs> will he will enter this mode that at first I wouldn't recognize because I was little I was young I started having uh, political talks with him when I was 12 uh, I think that was around the time that uh, 9-11 happened mm-hmm. so with all the news flooding and people talking about uh, you know terrorism and stuff I started talking to him and I would sense sometimes when I criticize the government I would sense some defense in his voice like you do not know where these people like have taken this country from so because I'm young I don't understand certain things but I did but I couldn't explain it to him like oh I see this way so we I think for two years we were like that where I would say something and he would get mad and he would like go on this rant explaining stuff to me you know since 1980 this has happened blah 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 <laughs> I was not there how did you respond to that <laughs> uh, usually I would just sit and listen and it will get to a point where I cannot be silent any longer and then I will blade out some, something like well you've you guys think you've done a perfect job, so why why are we not like this country? And then that will make you more mad because at that point, I am just observing and I'm not giving him much. So there was not really exchange of information, you know, at yeah. that point. It was like, let me teach you about something that I feel you don't understand. Even though I didn't explain to him what my thinking process was or what my opinion was being built on, you know. Mm-hmm. But after a while, things got really bad in our country to an extent that he could not defend the government anymore. So in those days, I would hear him say things that he was not saying before. Then I'm like, oh, at least I think it's changing. So I started, I honestly asked him one day when we were sitting in his car and I just said, I understand you support this party. And I do not support them. And he's like, okay, go on. <laughs> and then I just started asking him, like, uh, so I feel like they are not treating us fairly. I feel like uh, things are getting really worse in this country. There are no jobs. Like, people's salaries keep, they are the same. And basic commodities, like, are, prices are hiking. The economy is crumbling. Mm-hmm. And he agreed with me. So in that moment, something flipped in him. He asked me what I thought should happen, you know. So as a little kid, I didn't know how to create jobs, but I understood they have to be jobs somewhere. So I, I said, yeah, I think we should have more jobs, especially paying jobs. So he, got, he started educating me about how the government create jobs. So in that moment, I think we had a common enemy. Because our life was being affected the same. We both understood that the government was not doing good for me and him, even though we were on different political parties. So I would say with my family, it took us maybe close to five years to have civil, like, well, (laughs) calm political conversations. And this is coming... I mean, if you want to talk about the differences in our families, yeah. <laughs> gently, I will say, yours is much more, like, calm and 
rational. <laughs> but see, generally, yeah. but you see how like they end up the same way, right? Like if yeah. you talk about politics, like there's like this emotion mm-hmm. that just takes over. Yeah, and you cannot identify the person that is in front of you. And it's yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it happens from any person on the spectrum, right? Yep. Like because yep. I think generally your dad is like very. Yeah, he's chill. Very soft spoken, very chill. Yeah. Like, would do less talking. Yeah, but in some political party, is like beast mode. And I think <laughs> that's like the most important thing to remember for for me is like there's this identity that people have attached themselves to their political party. Like, uh-huh. so you're like, I am a Republican or I am a Democrat, you know, and like. Yeah. There's this emotion, and when and if you feel like someone's attacking that political party, like they're attacking you. Yeah, yeah. And so it's it's kind of being aware of that because the person I'm talking to is going to have that reaction, and I'm also going to have that reaction in separate ways, right? So it's about like anticipating that that person's going to be feeling things mm-hmm. and going through their own like emotional vamping up. And the same with me, like, and so I just have to actively remember, like, that the same happens with me, too. Yeah. And I think there's, like, a lot of trigger words Mm -hmm. that trigger those emotional responses. I mean, anywhere from gun control to abortion. Like, you say those words and you're, like, you know. And I, I mean, what do you, I think that's a lot of the media that's taught us that, right? Like, I mean, the media is the one mostly explaining how the other side feels about it and, like, getting you angry about how they feel and yeah. and telling you what that side believes or calling them names. And so you have this, like, very defensive, passionate yeah. <laughs> emotion going on that you're like, I'm protecting what I believe is true and you're the enemy. Whereas... If you think, and if you really get to talk to someone and, like, kind of remove politics almost from that yeah. and just be like, hey, let's talk about, like, what we value, I fundamentally believe believe that all of us have the same values. I mean, yeah, that's true. all the, the same human race, right? Like, there's no biological differences that make us not all want to be loved, to love, mm-hmm. to create, to be safe. I mean, that's just how humans work yeah right we just carry different information in our heads (laughs) right and i'm and who's been putting that information in you know and and i i hesitate to say like the media because i think it stems deeper than that yeah like i mean there's a group of politicians like the smallest fraction of all of the citizens here, mm-hmm. right? That like benefit from us fighting. Yeah, that's that true. the longer that we are fighting citizen against citizen and arguing and being more divisive, the less we're keeping track of what they're doing yeah. and, and keeping it, them accountable. And it'll make them stay in power too, because if they realize that if there's a trigger way that makes people get scared, say maybe if I say, uh, when my opposition party says gun control they want to take away your second amendment so that if they can manipulate that in such a way that everyone who wants to protect their second amendment can vote for them they will phrase it that way they will keep saying it that way to such an extent that we all believe that 
gun control is taking away guns but politics aside just like let's just analyze words gun control control is not elimination we are like moderating something right like we are trying to yeah. manage something so it's it's it starts from us not having those conversations with each other so right. if we are not talking to each other about gun control and understanding say a democratic like, hey when your party is saying gun control what are you guys really talking about do you hate guns do you want to take each and every gun like what's happening you might find out that if we are coming from that starting point where we as citizens have explained to each other like hey in my party what we are saying is we want to do a rigorous background checks we want to make sure that guns they don't just end up in everyone's hands you know anyone who wants to buy a gun can just have it and we don't even know if they have mental health issues mm-hmm. we don't even know their their history so this is what we're talking closing about closing the loopholes and- yeah we want to close the loopholes so if we are not having those conversations and then i turn on the news and i turn on fox news and they'll tell me oh the democrats want to take away your second amendment if that's all i watch and i don't talk to people that's exactly what i'm going to believe yeah. that's exactly what i'm going to teach other people but is it true though it's not it's just that someone is using that so they can get elected and that will become yeah. true in our community well and then i mean so i talked about like the politicians being in charge of that when in reality they're funded by billionaire corporations that will give them money to be elected if and only if they push their agenda right so it's like I mean, I watched the social con, the social dilemma. Yeah. And I mean, and it really just talks about kind of like how we all have different realities, mm-hmm. right? And we're all like, if you open up your newsfeed, right, and just scroll like that, that specific uh, like ads and things that you're seeing and suggested feeds and yeah. different media news articles, like it's all been calculated to what you've received on in the past and what you've spent more time looking at like so two people googling or going through their newsfeed they're gonna see separate realities right so I think sometimes we get so passionate about what we about what we know and what we see in our reality Mm -hmm. and we're angry about someone else not having that same reality or like how can you not know this when it's like in reality, like they probably don't because yeah. their newsfeed has been given a different to yeah a, to a point of view. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like we're literally living in different realities with our social media based on what we like, based on the I mean, the amount of nanoseconds that you spend on one post over another. I mean yeah. it's it's calculated and it's targeted to you. It's funded by people that just wanna make money off of you, you know, and like that's that's the reality that we live in. So yeah. the only way to combat that is getting face to face, talking to each other. Yeah. And I think, I mean, going back to like, how do we talk with our family members and other people that we love about these difficult conversations? I think fundamentally we need just trust. Yeah. Um, I need to trust that that person has respect for me, and I have respect for them. Mm-hmm. Therefore, they're willing to engage in a productive conversation. You know, yeah. they they genuinely care about you and know that you care for them. Yeah. And that they trust 
hey, I trust that you know your thoughts and opinions better than I think I know your thoughts and opinions, right? Like separating what you've learned about their political party or their affiliations and trusting that they know better. They know better about how they feel and what they value. Yeah. Um, And trusting that they do genuinely care about those things. And I think that's hard too with like politicians. I mean, we see a lot of hypocrisy, a lot of taking back promises or saying like, well, we're going to do this because we know that the other party would have done it if they were in power. Like (laughs) it's just constant distrust, right? Or politicians just getting in and undoing what the previous person did. Yeah. I mean, so we just got to all believe that we trust that we all want the same things that we know how we feel individually better than what someone else feels and that we can trust across those party lines to kind of compromise in the middle. And the other thing that I feel uh, just from having conversations with other people, if someone has a different opinion than yours, it doesn't mean necessarily that they are opposing you personally or they are against your party or something. The thing is, they might be missing the information that you have. Yeah. So, present it to them in such a way that they understand that, okay, your opinion is being formed on this. And I feel have like... Have you considered Yeah, have you this considered edition? this additional information that I feel is important to, I mean, to this kind of uh, subject that we're talking about. So, for example, like, uh, so I not from here right and i don't i don't i live in a country where we didn't have guns i've had like conversations with gun owners where i asked them like why do you feel like uh you need a gun right mm-hmm. and they will give their like reason. out of genuine curiosity yeah genuine because it's curiosity, never like, been a consideration yeah, it's for you never been something that was normal to me that we have a marina which home. even that question to someone who's received that question in different circumstances with uh-huh. like different intent, right? Yeah. Could be Yeah, I have, an immediate escalation of like emotion. Yeah, with some people they'll be like, uh, you are not from here, you don't understand how this started. I'm like, Yeah, that's why I asked because <laughs> I want to understand Yeah. How did you guys get to the point where you feel like you need to be armed and you made it a second amendment, which means it was important, right? So some people, they will think I am asking as a Democrat. So they are coming, they are not coming from the same point as I am. Yeah. So they will start telling me things like, oh, liberals think this and all That's not what I asked. I just wanted to, I just wanted you to educate me on how did you get to this point, you know? Yeah. And then I have had conversation with other people who understand me really. They'll be like, oh yeah, uh, I own gun, a gun, a gun for one, two, three reasons, okay? And then I'll ask them, how do you feel about gun control? Because I've seen these debates happening, you know, and people getting emotional. There are gun owners who understand gun control. And they will tell you, like, yeah, I, I don't have a problem with, with background checks, you know? Because to them, it makes sense, you know? Then you meet other people who confuse their gun taking away with gun control. And I am not the right person to explain that to them. You know, yeah. remember, I'm not from here. So they'll be like, oh, yeah, I don't think you understand this, but like one day the government mm-hmm. will 
try to calm and we have to we have to defend ourselves and the most popular question i've been known asking people as well if you trust your government which you guys elected why would you think that one day they will come and try to <laughs> rip you out of your home so you need to protect yourself yeah. in that head spiraled into a lot of rage filled conversations with people but genuinely i want to know i I'm not, I wasn't asking and I still am not asking that question. It's to, not like a loaded question. Yeah, it's not. It's, <laughs> hidden intent. It's just coming from uh, a country where I have seen the extent to which a government can affect your daily life and they don't care. I understood that they were not going to come into our home and do something, you know, like, oh, we had to put it. Because here's the thing way the world is right now that's not gonna happen you know like no one is going to sit back and watch some weird leader do that to their people you know so it didn't make sense to me when i heard that statement mm -hmm. and i try to remember i have that little constitution booklet that i have <laughs> i oh do you yeah it's <laughs> my drawer <laughs> It says, it says like militia. So I did not understand. I mean, I don't understand. Maybe it's just me not grasping the concept, but I, I, I struggled with that. But anyway, I am not say. I really, I genuinely want to know if you guys can explain this to me in such a way because what bothers me when I talk to people about it is is the same people who are voting in the same government they're expecting to attack them one day. So um, yeah. that's confusing to me because why don't we just vote in a government we trust, you know? Yeah. So that way, this gun debate, which does not make any sense. Which you know? then they will f argue with a citizen about their government officials and how they're corrupt Yeah. while still implying that their own government officials are also corrupt. Exactly. So, which is, I mean everyone's corrupt yeah so, so let's work on yeah there's, a, there's a gap there <laughs> there's a gap there where we are no gun owners and non-gun owners and whatever political party you're coming from there's a gap there where some information is not flowing you know from either side i don't understand it's just confusing to me that there is that area of like haziness yeah. where it's not really making sense. And I think as people, if we have this conversation, they are Democrats who own guns. Then they are Republicans who don't own guns. Like to me it's not a party it's not a party yeah. issue. I feel like people need to feel safe in their homes. We all just need to agree what safe is. Yeah, we all Yeah. I think we all want the same things. Mm -hmm. We just have different viewpoints of how to get there. Exactly. Yeah. And we just gotta talk it out. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. So it's a conversation that we are also asking you guys to have, <laughs> and you can email us and tell us uh, the points that we are missing. Because, like, like we said, we are not expressing this. So, the way we are talking, this is with the information we know. We gotta so, save some stuff for our gun control episode. Yeah. Yeah. We have to save some <laughs> stuff. So I'm just saying, you can send us that information before we have that conversation. Uh, Maybe our opinion will change, right? Yeah. It's so, yeah. possible. So, back to our original question. Mm -hmm. I mean, really just maintaining that trust and respect yeah. each other. 
setting boundaries. I think mm-hmm. that's important. Uh, finding a good time and place to to do it. I mean, we've worked on that, right? Like, yeah. not having a an emotional heavy conversation at a time or place that you don't know where that person's coming from. Yeah. Right. Like, just genuinely asking, like, hey, is now a good time to talk about this? Yeah. I mean, and it, ideally, right? Like, we get to the point where these are easy conversations. Mm-hmm. that you true. can just feel comfortable having you know without this emotion but we can't just jump to there unfortunately yeah um, you know also one thing that well um we have done with those things is sensitive conversations like uncomfortable conversations don't try to have them when something happens you know yeah like politics like don't try to talk about politics like just before an election, we want to make that like normal. Something happens in the news. Yeah, or when a yeah. kid sh- a kid shoots up a, a, a school, then like you want to have like those should be like normal conversations you guys just have, and because they when something when an incident happen and you want to talk about it, it's not going. It's going to be messy because we are all confused and we are shocked in that little time space, and we are already coming from different places someone a certain incident can make someone feel like oh my party is threatened so they're not going to entertain those conversations where the other party is speaking at that point so we just want to normalize those like we can talk about politics anytime january to december no election we can just talk about it yeah how do you feel about this stuff but anyway you asked me about my family i think you can tell us about yours (laughs) um yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that you, see my, you see my family play catchphrase, so definitely yeah, uh, yeah, on I the do. more intense vocal side. Yeah. Um, but uh, can you just maybe say how? No gosh. Initially, maybe how? How did you guys? Do you remember maybe the first conversation you had about politics, or how did that go? Or how was that initiated? Was just. <laughs> was just I'll tell you the most memorable <laughs> yeah it was in the car on our way from Thanksgiving uh-huh. um, oh Thanksgiving a lot of drama in Thanksgiving it was after though <laughs> oh, I'm after? pretty sure yeah oh okay <laughs> maybe hangover from the Thanksgiving drama um, <laughs> go on <laughs> I think my dad got of gun control okay and made a a, a comment about it in like a movie that we were watching or something and so I was just like hey how do you feel about that and it just kind of went south from there um, it, it was... <laughs> he's like gripping the steering wheel <laughs> my mom's like a peacemaker not very confrontational mm-hmm. doesn't really love political conversations at all like, stop it um, my dad's like, well, I want to have a family that, that they can voice their opinions. But he also told me to fact check and. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, I was like literally reading in facts. But that's the thing. I mean, it probably wasn't the time and place. It wasn't after yeah. a comment. Especially when someone is driving, yeah. Yeah, it's not like face to face. Yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't have him driving during that conversation. Um, but I've had. I've definitely had, like, a lot of Facebook conversations. Uh-huh. 
unfortunately at this point that's just the way that I you know I mean in COVID and yeah and it whatnot, was already the that I can, tone was said already <laughs> that's just the way that I can have conversations <laughs> with people right now and I want to and I I but for me what I genuinely try to do is to find things that I already agree with someone on uh-huh then you start from there. that I yeah that I can find common ground with mm-hmm. especially so I don't want to ever put someone in feeling like they should be defensive yeah you know that's a good approach um and I've definitely had to set my boundaries like hey I think at this point I'm just gonna call it a <laughs> night like I don't think we're we're really listening to each other anymore you know but I think having that expectation beforehand or like Uh maybe just tackling one subject at a time and I think that's hard too because uh, when I have had conversations like maybe when I've had conversations about things that I disagree with about Trump it'd be like Mm -hmm. oh what so you you like Hillary or like oh you like Biden and I'm like I'm not talking about them right now. (laughs) We're just addressing this, you know, and I, and I get that that's again, like an emotional response that's kind of been programmed into them. Yeah. Yeah. That's good that you brought that up because (laughs) I think part of the reason why uh, we wanted to have these conversations is how do we initially uh, set that tone that uh, it's not either or and I am, we are going to have a yeah, conversation. Yeah, but I'm not advocating for yeah, this party. I'm, I'm exactly. just like, let's make mm-hmm. all parties, all people yeah. if be more I say, considerate yeah, and compromising. If, if I'm saying I don't like a certain candidate, I'm not saying I like the other one. They can be, because like you said before, both parties are flawed and everyone is flawed. So if I don't like something about a certain party, it does not automatically put me 100%. This is or, literally the you know, definition of, like, polarization, right? Or yeah. like Everyone on opposite. You're either far left or you're far right. You either uh-huh. love this There's guy no, and hate this, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's most of us are right in the middle and we don't even know it. We're just shouting at the other people mm-hmm. and judging them by, like, the most polarized yeah. and people in recently, their party. Like, I think it's been, like, uh, a common thing to meet someone who will tell you that, I don't identify as a Democrat or a Republican. I, I, Which is super healthy. Yeah, when I hear that most of the time, I'm like, okay, I feel like we should... Because even a Republican, yeah. there's certain things they don't like about their party. It's same thing with Democrats. I can be a Democrat. There are certain things you don't like about your party. So that's... I feel like it should be normal for you to borrow the good things from the other party you know and like talk about those things like oh yeah i even though i do not like your candidate he did good with one two three but i don't like one two three like that should be a normal conversation like oh so how do you feel about it because in they are not going to be perfect all around they are setting uh policies that democrats have that are probably good for everyone and the same thing republicans they might have they might have certain policies but because we are in that state where we are like oh it's either blue or red so if you say you don't like red you are blue that's where the rage and the opposition comes and everyone is not listening to each other because i feel like if you don't like my candidate so yeah for the other guy so you are now my enemy (laughs) yeah you're now my enemy so we're gonna go head to head and i'm going to try to thrash you like we're in a debate and if i win it means my candidate wins but no that's not how it's gonna work you know 
by all it was pretty much we don't have any uh we don't have a definitive how to guide on how to talk to we your don't. family we're still actively working on it and i think part of just talking about it mm-hmm. is catharsis for us it's good practice for considering new ways to approach these uncomfortable conversations yeah and yeah we're open for <laughs> we're open for tips yeah but it's just something that we should all be considering and, and I think I think a lot of us are, um, but yeah, I think I think that's we could keep going for days, but we yeah, probably call it a night on that one. We should. So best of luck. I don't know if people <laughs> are getting together this Thanksgiving. Probably not. It's probably not best. Well, you know, we can they can do the Zoom thing. Is becoming a. But we're approaching an election. Mm-hmm. Things are getting heated. And uh, beyond that election, no matter the outcome, we we have to come together. Yeah, life goes on. We are still going to be here. Our lives are going to be affected <laughs> by the choice we make. So, and all of us are. It's it's not like at the end of the day, even if your candidate wins, it's not like only Republicans are gonna be happy or Democrats are gonna be happy. Like, yeah, it's not like either one of us gets. The prize, like yeah. we're all, no, we, we all, all have the effects time. of. So yeah, talk about it because yeah. if uh, you complete sentences, yeah, mm-hmm. and be specific. <laughs> <laughs> if we are all worrying about taxes, taxes they don't select; they will hit everyone. So if we are going to talk about those conversations, uh, you can have them. And also, this is just like a suggestion. Uh, we welcome. Uh, like we said before, like we welcome uh, topics that you guys feel like, oh, you guys, we mentioned guns before, or we just browse through Texas. You can we, follow us on Instagram too, yeah, or not and you, just email. You can just You're send so us those school. things, yeah. <laughs> I am an old school guy. You are. <laughs> For my name. <laughs> so that's, that's all right. All right. We're losing it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, so follow us on Instagram, Talking with Benzies. We should get a Twitter going. I think we have one. We should. And our email is mail at talkingwiththebenzies.com. Looking forward to reading all YouTube comments. I will probably avoid those, but I'm trying to get braver. We'll see how that goes. Anyway, um, yeah. So thanks for listening. It will get better from here, I promise. <laughs> yeah, this has been our first episode and we're just freestyling it, so forgive us if we wrap <laughs> it Alright guys, well, um get talking. Thanks. Is that how we're ending it? We haven't discussed how we're ending it. I don't know.